Welcome back to another Daily Walk. Well, today we want to ask this fascinating question, whom do you follow? Let's discuss it. Welcome back. Well, before we dive into the topic, I want to remind you we're going to be relaunching a new version of the website in the next few weeks. This might cause the podcasts to go a little goofy, so just keep an eye on that. If you don't see a podcast drop on the usual Tuesday, have a look at ourwalkingchrist.com. Make sure that uh, it's still there. Uh, everything I have going right now appears as everything's going to be fine, but you never know what's going to happen when you push a new version of a website live. So anyway, the new site's going to be a whole lot faster, a whole lot more organized, a whole lot better overall. So have a look at the website, ourwalkingchrist.com. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on in. And I want to ask this question, whom do you follow? And this is a neat one because... A lot of people say they follow God, but do we really follow God? Or are we following a pastor? Are we following a church? I mean, maybe the pastor we could be following is our local pastor. Maybe the pastor is an internet pastor. And the challenge we have when we are allowing a pastor to be the one solely and exclusively leading us is sometimes we lose track of what we're really following. We can start listening to the person because no pastor is perfect. I'm not perfect. No other pastor is perfect. If you find a pastor who says he's perfect, you better leave the church because he's deluded, deluded and deceived. Okay. And uh, this is why you want a multitude of counselors and a multitude of teachers. In fact, there is one of the uh, proverbs about that, and I forget exactly what it says or, or where it is. Uh, you know, it's in a multitude of counselors, there's wisdom because what happens is if we only listen to one group, we become part of an echo chamber. Our confirmation biases reflect up in our minds and we are become more closed-minded. Now, Christians are often accused of being closed-minded. In reality, we're not. But it begs the question of whom do we follow? And we're going to look at an example from the scripture about this because it's a very telling story. And we're looking at King Joash. Because King Joash lived in this time when most people were walking away from God. And there was a high priest who was Jehoiada. And the high priest of Jehoiada, he truly, truly followed God. He, I mean, he was on fire for God. He was just, he was absolutely on fire for Christ. And of course, this is Old Testament, so it would be God, not Christ in their own vernacular. But you know what I'm talking about. The the point still stands. And what we find is in, uh, we're going to look at his story from Second Chronicles. There's going to be some of this echoed in Kings as well. But in Second Chronicles 24, and uh, we're going to look at uh, verses 1, um, let's look at 1 and 2. So Second uh, Chronicles 24, 1 and 2. Joash was seven years old when he became king, and he reigned 40 years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Zebiah from Beersheba. And Joash did what was right in the sight of the Lord all the days of Jehoiada the priest. So here is a king who is a little child. Think of a seven-year-old child when he becomes king. Not a whole lot different than Josiah, eight years old as a king. On the eighth year of his reign, he started to follow God. That means that he's now 16. So for eight years, Josiah lived in a wicked kingdom. I talk about him in more detail in my book, Josiah's Sanctification. You can have a look at that book. And um, Joash is an interesting case because he becomes... He becomes the king at about the same age, seven instead of eight. And all of the days of Jehoiada, he is now following God. And so we have a man who 
is king and he is putting through all of these godly things and if you read through this we're not going to read through all of it but he opens up the temple he commissions its cleaning and repair he is collecting money to uh, oversee what's going on everything is going just fine in his kingdom so this is a man like this is a guy that that you go to church and as long as you're there in church things are going well in fact I remember I, I went to this church when I lived out west and it was like the people there, they weren't really following God, they were following the pastor. You see, we had a Wednesday night prayer meeting. It might have been Monday or Tuesday or something. I believe it was a Wednesday night prayer meeting. And we'd go in, and I'd, I'd show up, and I lived in the next town over, so I'd drive over to the city, and uh, we'd go in and, and have this prayer meeting. And at the time, our pastor had left, and we had an interim pastor who was a, a very amazing godly preacher. And, uh, you know, great guy. And, uh, but he was an interim pastor. He still had a house and his wife still worked in, in Denver, Colorado. So every, uh, I think it was like one Sunday a week, he would go home to be with his wife and an elder would fill in preaching and he had not made it back yet. And so he was out with his wife still. And so I show up at church for the prayer meeting and a couple people show up, but nobody wants to have a prayer meeting because the pastor's not there. This is a whole group of people that's following a pastor. They all want to show up to be, you know, on top of it. We want to look like good, amazing Christians in front of the pastor. Chip Ingram has a wonderful book and an accompanying sermon called Good to Great in God's Eyes. It's a, uh, it's a, a book inspired by the, uh, the book Good to Great and I forget the author of that one. Uh, but uh, both of them are excellent books, by the way. But what he says is, I'm not concerned about being a good Christian in the eyes of man. I'm concerned about being a good Christian in the eyes of God. Speaking of eyes, that bug went into my eye there. All right. So what we have is this king that as long as the high priest is alive, he is doing everything for God. And so he is repairing the temple. He is showing up on a regular basis. He is doing good. He is collecting funds. He is doing everything from God. But we find something interesting. Verse 15. So we're in 2 Chronicles 24, and we're going to read verses 15 and 16. Now when Jehoiada reached a ripe old age, he died, and he was 130 years old at his death. And they buried him in the city of David among the kings, because he had done well in all Israel, and to God in his house. So here is the high priest who had spent 40 years teaching this child. Okay, 40 years teaching him. And then what happened is he dies. So what happened then is verses 17 through 19. Let's do 17 and 18. But after the death of Jehoiada, the officials of Judah came and bowed down to the king, and the king listened to them. They abandoned the house of the Lord, the God of their fathers, and served the Asherim and the idols. And so wrath came upon Judah and Jerusalem, for this is their guilt. So here is a king who showed every evidence of being a godly king in the days of Jehoiada the high priest. But as soon as the Jehoiada the high priest dies, this king now starts listening to the council of fools. And in the council of fools, they're walking away from who he is and from who God is. And verse 19 is this final clincher for us. He sent prophets to them to bring them back to the Lord, though they testified against them 
they would not listen. So now, King Joash, while the days of this priest were, uh, were abounding, he was following the Lord and doing everything. As soon as the priest dies, he walks away from the priests. And as he walks away from the priests, and he walks away from God, listens to the council of fools, God then sends prophets to turn him back to God. But he wasn't having anything to do with it. He was following a person, not a God, his whole life. Why do we bring this up? Well, because we are right now in most of the world in isolation, in quarantines, in lockdowns. Some people, my, uh, my dear brothers and sisters across the pond from me, are on literal house arrest. And those of us here in the States, to some degree or lesser degree, you may have some more or less rigid enforcement thereof. And what this means is that some of us, after a month's time, we're going to start waning on that interest in following the church. We're going to start waning on that interest in God. And what I want to, to consider is, are you really following God or are you following a pastor or your pastor or your church because ultimately while those are all part of the Christian life ultimately the thing that determines our salvation our position in heaven and our position before God is us not any other person that is out there and if you have not bowed and received Christ do that now which requires you to look at your life and acknowledge the sin in your life and confess that sin before God and turn away from it and accept Jesus Christ and his blood on you instead. Do that today if you have not. Repent of your sin, turn around, believe God, and start following God as he is revealed in the scriptures, not dependent on a pastor or a church or anything else. Those are all good, but we don't want to find ourselves to become a Joash where we turn away from God because we are, our relationship with our pastor has, has gone sour through lockdowns, quarantines, or even deaths. So turn back to God. That is my message today on this daily walk. So thanks for coming along. And you can have a look at the, um, uh, I'll have a, the link to um, Josiah's Sanctification that I mentioned there before. And uh, that's the first book in the Kings of All Creation series. There's two of them out right now, and we'll have more of those coming out down the pipeline. Head on over to rwalkinchrist.com forward slash support if you want to help support the channel. Thanks for watching. I hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com. <laughs>